You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. Mikey's back in the studio. It's New Year's Day for us. We're recording a couple of pods. Mate, I've never been to R&V, but I feel like I'm there now. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually from uh, three years ago in London. Oh, yeah? Really? Yeah, some sort of live orchestra, but I've never been to R&V either, mate. But uh, I think it's 20 years of the... Uh, really? Yeah, they've done 20 years. Shit, that's an impressive event. It is, eh? Yeah. That's a shit ton of people that would have gone through that over a 20-year period as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mate, on my flight back from Queenstown, mm. I started doing some writing and some thinking. And as I always do on the old plane, I enjoy that. And my battery was flat on my iPad, so I had to do it on my new trusty book that I got for Christmas. Nice, Taz. Thanks, Taz. It's from Typo. It's really nice. It's on the back. It's got my name on the front, Luke. Um, and she usually draws me a couple of pictures on the front. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And it <laughs> says add more value. And then it's, is that lemons making lemonade or? That's uh, that's three of us going to a stag do in Vegas. Oh, the man. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, what I do is I write down some of my bigger goals. Mm-hmm. And on one, one page, so it's a two-sided book, of course, as books are. Yep. Um, <laughs> and so on the right-hand side, just because it's easy to write on the right-hand side for me, I'll put down what the goal is and then I'll do a how and then I'll do a who as well. Because one thing I learned with goals and shit like that is it's very easy to think that you need to figure out exactly how you're going to do it and that's Mm. what we default into. But then I come across this concept of who, not how, and it's who can you get to help you do that. As an example, it could be that uh, I want to get 10 more mortgage broker clients for Next Advisory. Mm -hmm. The how would be, okay... um, maybe I need to start doing some Facebook marketing to mortgage advisors. Like that would be the sound smart thing to do, right? And then the who would be, well, who already knows 10 mortgage advisors? Mm. Oh, well, fuck. Probably New Zealand Financial Services Group, right? Mm -hmm. Why don't I find out who runs that, see if I can catch up with them and ask them who the top 100 mortgage advisors are in the country and could I have an introduction to them and see if they need a better accountant. So that's who... Not how. Uh, Just as an example. Now, then on the left-hand side, I'll just write down other things that will come to my uh, my head of tactics. And this is really interesting. In 2022, we spent eight grand getting video testimonials done for clients. Yep. You were one of them. I was one of them, yeah. Yeah. So it cost us eight grand, and we got four done. So roughly two grand a pop. And then it got me thinking, okay, about different themes that will be coming up in 2023. And I thought, okay, that's a good thing to do, but it's not, we can afford to do that, which is great for where we're in business. But if I was to do it again, I think I would do it differently. And that would be quantity over quality. So then I got me thinking, okay, how and who would I use to do that and do it differently to spend that eight grand a different way? And so then what I would do is instead of asking my mate who did the videos, hey, can you go and do four of those? I would ask all of our clients, who's keen to do one? And if you do one, we'll give you $400. Mm. Or we'll basically you won't have to pay for your next month's accounting fees or whatever. Yep, yep. And then I'll probably end up having, hopefully like 10 or 20 of them done over the next 12 months, or I think the project might have spanned over six months by the time we got it all done, can I actually get 20 done where they just hold their phone, 
selfies and say, fucking Luke and Phil are absolute GCs. I love working with them. They're really good. Now, that's quantity versus quality. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were on an accountant's website and you were scrolling down and you're like, fuck this, you know, ripper accounting chat, but I needed an accountant. And then you scroll down and you saw four really good, well-made testimonials mm. or 20 front-to-camera people recording, explaining what they think about using... Probably go for the 20, eh? Yeah? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'd probably be like, oh, wow. That's a lot of people saying... It's a lot of people, yeah. It's, it's, when it comes to reviews, quantity sort of wins a bit, eh? Well, that's because... And so this is then where my brain goes to. I'm like, well, it works on Google reviews because you don't say, oh, I read the um, Google reviews for such and such and they had four and they were really good you're like fuck they only had four but blah 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 had 40 so we went to that cafe instead Mm. yeah and even if the one with 40 has one or two bad ones it's got 38 good ones you still pick it over the one with 100% on the four yeah and you ain't gonna read through every one of them you're just like oh it's got 38 five stars like yeah yeah Yeah. so then that got me thinking about the concept of quantity not quality so then my brain goes down to fuck what else is going to be a theme in 2023 so then I start writing down some of the things that I think we'll see more of in 2023. So one of those was quantity will be greater than quality. Mm. And what I mean by that is that you might be on social media, for instance, and we're back into a time now where everybody can create a stack of content. And we go through these waves of we want to see really well-made videos, and then we just want a shit ton of it. And it sort of like swings between the two. And I think we're moving back again to a like a quantity thing where if you're just punching out good, consistent, valuable content all the time, mm. like people will really admire that shit and, and want to see it. But of course, then you've got to like you've got to do it at scale. And that's what you've picked up when you're doing your videos. You're not like, I'm gonna go make two or three real good fucking mortgage advisor pieces of content. Mm. You're Every like Every time I sit down I do twenty. Yeah. Because yeah. you know that quantity is more important than the quality. Mm. Because people are skimming through it so quickly. And now we've got um bots that can basically write you content for you, mm. which I know you've been uh, playing with recently Fuck and absolutely man. loving. I've, I've been down an artificial intelligence rabbit hole. Yeah. So, so. now there's, there's going to be, humans are going to be competing with a robot that can um, create 20 pieces of content like mm. that. Whereas mm. for me to sit down and do that, it might take me a whole day. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy that stuff that's coming. I think that's coming like like life-changing shit in the next 12 to 24 months. Yeah. In that regard. Yeah, content's an interesting one, eh? I've, now that I've sort of got into it, I've really started to think about it. And like, I can pull apart my own content from like the last, well, however many videos I've released plus the posts I've done and be like, oh, that there's, I can see why that didn't work. Or, yeah. And you start analyzing it. And at the time, when I was like filming a certain video, I thought, oh, that'll be good. This will be outstanding. But then everyone who's going to watch this. Yeah, but then I could, now I can look back at it and be like, oh, yeah, nah, that, that is a dog. Yeah, yeah. And you start just learning it and you start thinking about the algorithm and what catches people. And it's quite fun. And that comes back to you increase your quantity mm. and then you learn how to do better quality. Exactly. It's, it's a different level, eh? Mm. It's not about like, yeah, it's a game. And you pump out 20 videos, all of similar with different sort of bits in them. And then you can see the ones that work and you're like, right, I'll use fucking what I use in that one more. Yeah. Reduce, reduce the amount of ones that sucked. Um, fuck, man, I got one that 
I got ripped apart on TikTok, eh? <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Shit. I had people replying with their own videos. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, they were to crack at you. Yeah, I said that housing's a competition. It's not an entitlement. Yeah. And that Catchy. W- that went down real dirty. Mm. So I think we're up at like 150 comments now. Really? <laughs> yeah. Shit, that's good. And most of them are like, you're a fucking loser. Like... <laughs> But yeah, that like they these people don't know that this is good for me. Mm, they're, yep. they're getting all wound up and emotional. I'm like, fuck yeah, baby, Thank bring you. it on. Can you spit this out to everyone else? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're building like from the I'm winning up. here. I saw that video, and I think what you were trying to get across, what I picked up on it, is basically like, if you want something, you know, because I know you and I think the same sort of way. I'm like, if you know, you were saying you were telling a story of one of your clients where they really wanted a house and they realised that the path they were on probably wasn't going to get them there. Yep. So they made some sacrifices and they went overseas, they made some coin and they came back. Yep. And you were explaining that that's a sort of mindset and person that you're competing with. Yeah. I and just, I, I could have said it in that way. Which wouldn't I, have been as effective. Yeah. So yeah. I said it in a different way where it's like, it's a competition, good luck. Yeah, yeah, kind of like, and that triggers people, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and that's the beauty where these people can't see that they're being triggered, and yeah, because I saw some of the comments like, "Oh, you shouldn't have to leave your country to be a buy house," like, mm. but you didn't say that. Like, that's not what your video said. No, nah, I was like, just saying this is the person that's going to buy the house in front of you. Yeah, and which know? is facts. Yeah, like that is is what happened. Yeah, yeah. This so person came back, brought house. That's quite happy. funny. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that, yeah, that those things are always always funny. I think it's. We're going to get more and more triggered by things um, in this 2023 as well because you know we're just moving into an election year where promises get ramped up and all that sort of shit. So people need to be mindful of that. But um, the main thing that I, well, the first thing that I wrote down is you, meaning me, so I'm writing to myself. These are just, and I wrote at the top, predictions slash peace, oh, sorry, uh, be mindful of. Mm. So you slash, and then I'm like, well, anyone will need to add more value. And I truly believe that. Like when I go and study all the people that say get prepared for a recession, basically all of them are like, well, just get better at what you're doing. Mm. Add more value. Yeah. So those are the three words that are going to always help you. Like when it's, if it starts getting tough or whatever, I'm just going to remember add more value. And if I can add more value, I'm a higher chance. It comes back around, eh? Yeah. You just, yeah, you need to, to, to do more and give more. Yeah. Yeah, always. The third thing I wrote down, mate, is, and this list will continue to build, but this was just my brain dump on the plane. Trust is reducing media slash politics. I think I've never seen so much distrust in... I think it's at an all-time low now, and it's going to get worse. Yeah. Yeah. So my suggestion is keep your word. If it's really hard to trust people, you want to make sure that it's fucking easy to trust you. Yeah. And you're going to stand out. So if you... Don't fall into the trap of lying, Fuck, cheating, I love stealing. That, eh? Yeah, it's such a goodie. Yeah. So you know, it's not oh, get all fucking up in arms about media and politics. It's like keep your own word. Mm. You're gonna stand out. You're gonna go further. So if you say you're gonna do something, like do it. Yeah. And deliver, and that's gonna help massively in a time where trust continues to decrease because mm. you become a trusted figure. Um, I've been watching this thing play out at the moment with. Logan Paul, and I don't really consume any of his shit at all, but I know he's one of the biggest YouTube stars and stuff, but it looks like he's scammed a lot of people through a crypto project. and it's pretty damning evidence. Yeah. It sounds like he definitely did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's just, that's going to, again, like... It, it's going it, to fuck his personal brand overnight. Mm, what it, an idiot. It's so important for all of us to just, you know, don't take the shortcut, just try and keep your word, and, what well, don't try, like, fucking keep your word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and we'll always slip up. It's just human nature. Um, twenty twenty three for me, humans will show their true colors. Bracket self interest. 
And this will trigger some people because, like, oh, you know, that's a bit unfair. But I've just seen it time and time again, and I've you know reflected on this in the back end of a year with one of our clients, and I, I said to them halfway through the year, I was just like, fuck, man, like, these people don't care about your way. Like, you think they do, but when the shit gets going, they're going to do what's in their best interest because that's mm. what humans do. And as much as we like to, you know, be good people and all of that, like, we can do that to a degree, but... If someone's going to offer someone another 20 grand to go work somewhere, they're probably going to go and do it. Like, mm-hmm. wherever you look in life, you know, you see, you end up sympathizing with people that make decisions because you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I probably would have done that too because it's probably in your one best the, interest. One of the most beautiful things in the world, which is almost one of the ugliest things in the world at the same time, is that we're all incentive based. Yeah. Like, whether we're trying to find a spouse, whether we're trying to make money, like anything we do. We're wired that way. To, to do what is the maximum possible return for us that's <laughs> yeah. in our self-interest. Yeah. So we'll see a bit of that and people will be like, oh, how have they decided to do that? That's bullshit. But it's just how humans are. So just go with it. Um, the other thing here, uncertainty means people need help slash hand-holding. Mm-hmm. Now, I actually thought about this for you yesterday, mate, and I nearly messaged you this and I was like, oh, you're probably, you were deep down your AI rabbit hole and I was like, oh, I won't interrupt your thinking with another, <laughs> another layer. But I was thinking if I were you, a really good Facebook ad to be to run in 2023 would be, is your interest rate changing in 2023? Question mark. You need good advice mm. because those people are going to have, in your industry, maximum uncertainty. Yeah. If you can bring hand-holding, which sounds a bit rough, but certainty. I always think if you can bring certainty to an uncertain situation, yeah, people love that shit. Yeah, well, that's that's value. Yeah. yeah. And I think people are going to need more of that because we haven't gone through downtimes and these types of things, and it sounds like for everything everyone's talking about that they're going to let it happen rather than just pumping mm-hmm. in more cash and bailing it out. So uncertainty is going to that, mean that people will need help and, and hand-holding. Um, I spoke to you about this before we got going. I said podcast guesting will become saturated. Mm, that's a really good point, that one. Yeah. Now, what I mean by this is that there are so many podcasts, and I think we'll see peak saturation of podcasts over the next two years where so many people think, like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. And then it's all the same shit like, oh, you know, blah, 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 now interview that person. And mm. it's, you start to, if you listen to a podcast, then and then there's three people interviewing the same guest. Eighty percent of the content's the same. Same shit. Yeah. And I think people will get sick of that and they're like, oh fuck, I don't want to listen to a podcast of them interviewing mm. that person. Like I just don't really care. So I think that will get saturated a bit. So then that's got me thinking about, okay, you've then got to get people that people haven't heard from, but more importantly, you've got to ask better questions. And yeah. often with when I do podcasts of people for Keep the Change or Next Advisory, right? Interview people, I'm like, I don't like I don't want to know about your background because I'm pretty sure you've already done a podcast about that. So if you want to, where should they go and listen to that? Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, here's the things that I want to learn selfishly, or yep. that I think the um, you know, that the community listening would want to to learn about as well. Sometimes, you know, you want to kind of get their background quickly, but often, yeah, I, I think that you start to hear someone's story like, fuck, people just start skipping through it again. Like, here we go, here's another three minutes of them telling me about how they came from this town and fucking mm. their car fell off the fucking side of the tracks or some shit. And, you know, <laughs> and you're like, man. Like, so that's going to be interesting to watch play out. But um, again, I think people will... Like, I, I actually sort of made a bit of a decision to say less to podcasts. I was getting asked to go on a number probably like six months ago when I, I think podcasting started to like ramp up again. I, I said like, no to one the other day, mate. 
Nice. Mm. Yeah. And I actually went back to someone and said, oh, look, I'm not, I'm not doing anymore because I want to focus on doing my own, being mm. a producer. Um, and yeah, but I went and did one the other day for some guys on a podcast called Between Two Beers. Mm. And it was completely different to what I thought it was going to be like. And they asked some really, really good questions and like got me going different, uh, different pathways. So that was pretty cool. So yeah, we're going to need to ask better questions as well, which those lads did Between Two Beers. Um, the other thing I noticed over this last month is that older people are watching the content too. Interesting, eh? Man. And yeah. We are pretty old. Well, we are. <laughs> yeah. But I'm talking like parents and then parents sharing it with their friends, um, like my parents and stuff. And Man, I know a guy that runs like an engineering company and he started listening to it and then got all of his team to start listening to it. So he's like, I got the boys on it. Yeah. Nice. You know? And then I saw a dude, you know, the other day on his front of his screen, because I'm always intrigued in what's on the front of someone's screen. Old guy, probably, well, I'd say older, but like 60s. So Instagram's on the front. I'm like, fuck, you know, it's, you know, people are, what are they following on on Instagram? What do I keep here? Um, Number one is my keep notes, mate. Hey, yeah. (laughs) But no, but no TikTok for them. So I'm thinking, okay, what sort of content are they are they consuming? But I've got a calculator and Gmail. <laughs> How old are people are watching too? And there's, there's like again, these aren't just these are things like prediction slash be mindful. So I'm just yeah. reminding myself because I'll keep coming back to this list and I'll add to it and I'll also be like, okay, what's happened with that? Um, and then the next thing, more division. So that's that's always gross. I think the best place to be, and we've t- touched on that a heap of times, is like sit in the middle ish, mm-hmm. and and then yeah. show a better way is my back end to that. So yeah, my, my number one tip, I tweeted it the other day. I was like, just try and stay away from the media. If you're not careful, you'll get just absorbed with with the blame game Yep. Um, and just time wasting. Eh? And I think that the division that's going to come, I've been saying it for like 12 months now, mm. the division that's going to come with this election is going to be nasty. Yeah. So do you know, here's, here's a tip for everyone. Do you know how I'm going to roll this year for in terms of politics? I'm going to do nothing until seven days before we have to vote. I'm going to look up all the policies, read them, the basics, the bullet points, and then choose one. Maybe you could summarise them on the pod for us. Because I, I, I won't do that. <laughs> are you, are you, you're not going to even do the bullet points? Oh, no, I won't. I won't, I won't read the policies, yeah. Nah, I'll just read the bullet points of what's... Oh, what you can get bullet points of the policies. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I'll, or if it is policy, I'll chuck it into AI and say, fucking summarise this for me and tell me which one I should vote for based on... The way that I like to look. <laughs> Good, man. Good man. Good um, man. So yeah, if you can show a better way, because when people get divided, they've given up. Like they usually, it's like, oh well, that side said this, so then it's all fucked, and then that side's like, well, fuck them because like we think like this, and so people are just stuck in no man's land or no moving forward. Mm. So I think if you want to play that game, or if that's is where we get ourselves to, then just continue to show a better way. So it could even be in your work environment where someone's fighting with someone else and you're like, hey guys, I really can understand both sides of your um, you know, arguments, but I'm, for me, like, I'm just going to have to carry, keep carrying on because this is just not actually ensuring that any of the work's going to get done. Mm. So I'm not going to jump into this chat anymore or I'm uh, not coming to the next meeting or I've got to get this done because it's really important because the clients need it and like make it about someone other than just yourself so for me I'm like okay if we get real divided how can I show a better way so that people that do want inspiration that they don't need to be stuck there Mm. can go shit well if they can do it then how can I do it because that's what I learned from like watching other people 
achieve things. You know, they they might have strong opinions on things. I think, well, if, they, if they've gone to do that, mm. then they've shown me that there is a better way than just being stuck there. Um, this is a note to myself. You escaped the employment methodology. Now build wealth slash emote. Now what that means is that I've... That sounds interesting. Yeah. Like I've got myself to this point where I've quit my job and I've figured out how to build a business that drops out cash. I've been able to pay myself more than I ever thought was possible. I've got other opportunities coming at me. And six, seven years ago, I was still sitting in an office wearing a suit, um, you know, doing 60 hours a week or whatever. Thinking, a lazy boy? <laughs> <laughs> that was 12 years ago. Okay. <laughs> thinking, you know, fuck, I wouldn't mind being like, a, a, give me a title. Yeah. You know, what's my title? Um, <laughs> You know, I didn't really think like that, but like I, I broke the methodology. I escaped it. Is what I've said. I've escaped the employment methodology. Yeah. So now I need to ensure that I actually build wealth and emote, so that whatever happens, I can keep moving forward. Yeah. But again, you have to know what you want, and I think it's easy to just then go, okay, well, I can afford to buy like a pretty grunty house now, so like, why don't I just do that? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, actually. I don't really, like, then I'm going to have to go down that path of fucking massive interest, massive debt and stuff. I'm like, I think I'm on the right path. So just mm. keep going and, you know, build wealth and actually do that and and build a, a moat around different things going wrong. And, you know, a number of years ago, I would be like, I want to be, like, well, not want to, I will be a millionaire. Mm. And now technically, I am a millionaire because on paper, if I was to die tomorrow and all my shit was to be sold up, it would be more than a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. To whoever's going to get it, right? But now my definition of a millionaire has changed. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's when people say, oh, I'm a billionaire. It's like, yeah, but it's all on paper, right? Mm. Which you can then go and borrow against it to try and access some of that cash. Uh, people say, oh, God, I'm fucking millionaire. I've got three rental properties. And it's like, yeah, but, like, <laughs> do you though? <laughs> like, you know, on paper, but is that, so you're a millionaire if you log into homes.co.nz or whoever's yeah, yeah. tracking the thing. Yeah. And then I heard someone say a number of years ago, like, being a millionaire isn't a good goal. You know, you should be trying to fucking build a million dollars in liquid, like, cash and investments. So I'm like, mm. what the fuck? Like, yeah, it's just blowing away my definition. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, I'm like, okay, I've got to build wealth and I'm trying to burst my, basically, what my plateaus were or what I thought my ceilings were for my life. And... I'm only five to seven years into my business journey. Adding zeros, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck off with the, you know, I've, I've done the hard work to break the back of getting away from the employment mm. trap and stuff. That was a trap for me. I'm, you know, if you're listening and you are employment and stuff and that's your thing, hey, all full credit to you. Like I was, I shouldn't have been doing that for as long as I did. So now I'm like, I need to figure out what the next part of this is and, and really make sure I don't fuck it up so I don't look back and be like, damn it, I just defaulted back to the same shit that I would have done if I was in employment and I would have found a way to get up to getting paid 200 grand a year and buying the $2 million property and now I'm just paying off the debt for the next how many years or whatever. I'm like, that is not the path. Like, that was what I tried to get myself away from. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one, eh? The, the last year has, like, fucking popped the lid off my bloody brain in that regard of to how to think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, it's interesting, eh? I think the the building like a business 
and cash flow and income wealth is something that's not talked about at all. No. Like we are nine to fivers, get a mortgage, buy a house, Kiwi yep. dream. But also, mate, like what I think there's a we've got you and I are in a very similar position because we've got recurring income monthly. Mm. So business feels a lot different to us than my mate who I interviewed on the pod the other day for Next Advisory who's like, I spend 400 grand a month. Or was it a month or a year? No, a, a, year. a year, sorry. 400, like close to 500 grand a year on marketing. And, and he's and like, yeah, bro. But doesn't know where the next day's work's coming from. Yeah. He's yeah. like, yeah, bro, but if I turn that off, like my work stops and my team don't get paid, they lose their jobs, they lose their homes. Like, you know, that's the flow on effect of him mm-hmm. not doing that marketing. And he's like, I'm dealing with that client, dealing with them once. And it's, you know, highly profitable work, but, um, you know, it's it's not, I know that next month I'm going to get paid X amount of dollars mm. again, whereas we've got that recurring income. And that is, I remember a long time ago, someone said to me, you know, that, that is why everyone went down the model of building out SaaS businesses in subscription. Yeah, because yeah. then you've got guaranteed income and then you can apply and multiply and sell those fuckers for a huge mm. amount. And I, I think you can see with all the tech and stuff in the, the States and the stock market, like all of that's breaking. But we've got, two nice little, we've picked two little areas of the market where you can do that. Yep. We're in accounting, we've gone to monthly billing rather than like bill it all at the end of the year and fucking then have to just spend two months chasing people that haven't paid it. <laughs> yeah. um, and then you get your recurring uh, income coming through, right? Yep. But then you can push harder and do projects and stuff. And the thing about my recurring income though is it's a it's a portion of my income, but I use it all up. Yeah. To, to like then, because it's there, I'm like, cool, I can increase my expenses and fucking... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But that's part of business, right? That, that's the part of this. The, that that is what allows me to scale is having that as a bit of a like a cash flow guarantee almost. But that's what I was going to say. Is then that gives you certainty of income, right? So then it allows you to make. You're like, okay, I probably could hire someone in that month, even if I mm. don't make any money, because the work that I've done to get this guaranteed income each month yep. has allowed me to go and do that. Yeah. And this is no different. You know, people might be listening, thinking, "Well, fuck, I'm not in business, so this doesn't relate to me." But it's exactly how you build your life. You think. I get paid X amount, that's going to be X amount per month, that means that I can go to Mikey and say, how big a mortgage can I get? And then you, yeah. you figure that out, and then you realise, cool, now I can go buy that property. And that's yeah. then what you do for the next chapter of your life. Yeah, almost everyone runs a personal P&L. Yeah, you know, in you just a way. don't know it. Yeah, yeah, you just don't know it. You're just doing it naturally and not recording it on a piece of paper, basically. Mm. And that's where I think everyone individually should look at themselves as a business and apply the same sorts of principles. And that's why very early we've kept the change. I'm like, these are the main things you need to learn around budgeting, a cash flow forecast, and mm. building a, a balance sheet, which is tracking your net worth and actually seeing, is it increasing? And what yep. decisions are you making? And where's that going to go? Yeah. yeah. 100%, mate. And then I saw um, Grant Cardone talking about property and I know not everyone likes him but a lot of people probably wouldn't even know who he is but basically uh, you know, he'd be worth fuck knows plenty over in America but he's like the reason so I would do all of this work and then I would put it all into property is because he's like that is the vehicle that I know would then give me recurring income mm. so that's why he would just keep buying property then I saw him talking with Dana White and Dana White's like you know, I know you're massive on investing in shit, but I take all my cash from the UFC and I just buy heaps of wild experiences. Yeah. It's like, you know, you can't, you can't, no I one can s- take. I, I watched that. It was watched cool, that. eh? It was really interesting seeing both of their two dynamics. Two billionaires. Yeah, and Dana is like, I'm just fucking good at making it, so I'm quite happy to bin it. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I'm, he sounds so confident that he can make heaps of money, eh? Yeah. 
And I guess after do. doing it for 25 years, you would know that... It's a, it becomes a skill, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, if you took everything away from him, the chances of him not being successful again, very little. Yeah. You know? And so then Grant was comparing himself to... Because what he's done is he's built a fund that anyone can get into. It's got $5 billion worth of apartment buildings in it now. That's pretty nuts, eh? Yeah. So anyone can put their money in and then they can basically go in on the deals that they're doing and they do them pulled, but... If you're a little guy in the States and shit, you can't do that. And then the guy interviewing him was like, oh, I asked, you know, such and such from BlackRock and from these guys about you. And they were like, fuck, who's Grant Cardone? Mm. And he's like, yeah, it's exactly right. Because he's like, they don't look after the middle guy. So they're yeah. not even targeting the guys that I'm going <laughs> after. And what he was saying, he's like, the, the beauty that I've got is that I know if an area of the economy was to shit the bed like property and stuff, He's like, I know I'd still have my income coming in from the rental properties because they yep. need to live there unless they all get turfed out. But then that's even scaled back to the likelihood percentage of how many you'd lose. And then they've built the business around, okay, mm-hmm. even if 20% walked out and stopped paying, it would still be profitable. Yep. Um, distributions would decrease. But then he's like, well, in my business area, I can, I know that I can push and I can go, righto, what's a problem in the market? I can help people solve it. And, and he's like, I've figured out how to build webinars and shit to create top of funnel to get people in. And then we'll get on the phones and we'll fucking sell them and we'll make cash. And he's like, I woke up this morning and we made a million dollars overnight. Mm. Like imagine waking up in the morning and you've made a million bucks overnight and you've, you're, you're checking your account and be like, fuck, we, you know, over the last 18 hours I've been offline, but we've actually sold a million dollars worth of shit. Mm. And it's just a good reminder that that shit's actually possible. It's so hard in New Zealand because... We're it just is, so small. I think I think it we is harder like in New Zealand, but I still try and not let my brain think like that. Yeah, eh? it's a good point. You know, because Briscoes didn't, the warehouse don't. Nah, exactly. Know? Uber Eats don't. Nah, it's the an interesting don't. one, eh? Because it's a there is still five million people here. Like five million's a lot of people. Mm. You took a dollar off them a day. You're making five million dollars a day. Yeah. So <laughs> there's stuff out there that's doable. You just got to figure out what it is. And like what Grant's doing is. Probably 25 years of personal brand building, right? Yeah. So there's a good chance that me and you in 25 years will have that pulling power in New Zealand. We just have to make that 25-year plan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and decide if that's even what you want. Exactly. Um, so what – I wrote this before listening to him talk about that, but that's – he's then built a moat. Like his moat was, okay, I'll pour all of my – income that I earn into because his income wasn't recurring I'll pour of my income that I earn into property because that creates recurring income mm. that's where I think our minds are a little bit different because we've built businesses that have recurring income so then we have to be careful not to think like businesses that have a fixed level of income mm. each year or like okay if I don't do that project well Dana's business wouldn't have a fixed level of income no he doesn't have recurring revenue no his is all based on I guess to a point they'd be able to cash flow forecast out what's coming with like contracts with ESPN and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, he just, he is just like, let's roll baby. Yeah. He, he's an interesting guy. Eh? Here's a, listening to that interview, I probably haven't listened to that much of Dana. I've just seen him on UFC, you know, and I know that yeah. he like hates the media and I'm like, oh, I'm done with that. <laughs> but that interview for like an hour or whatever, he sat down with Grant. I recommend people going to watch today. Eh? It's a goodie, isn't it? Cause I was like, oh, maybe I should just, Keep spending money mm. <laughs> instead yeah. of protecting it and just yeah. get into like a completely no more scarcity at all. Just 
live mm. it up. <laughs> yeah, well, Grant's concept is that he, each year he teaches like a suck out. So what that is is mm, whatever he, cash so you've got, fucking. This is the thing. So Grant, it. Grant kind of does that as well. You just invest, but it. he's also got this this whole business built on security. Mm. Whereas Dana was like, "We're just going to make the best fucking company, and it's going to keep printing me money." Yeah, and like it'll just happen. So I might as well spend it all. So yeah. I buy Ferraris and gamble three million dollars at the casino every time. And Grant, he, like he, um, his wife said to him, "You know, your goal should be to be a billionaire." Mm. He was like, "Fuck, you know, tone it down. You don't understand what that's going to take." Blah blah mm. blah. And she's looking at him, being like, "Well, you've." Got it, and he he always gives her credit for being like if it wasn't for her opening his brain a bit, yeah, because she watched him. I think where they made you know tens of millions or something over some course of time, and they just finished it all, and it was like right, they've just won all like they've sorry won, they've just made all of this, and instead of being like okay, let's go on a massive holiday or something, he was back to then peddling like eighty nine dollar fucking Acting like he's broke, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and she's like, you've got all of the skill set and principles to become a billionaire so why are you thinking that you can't and yeah 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 so that got him going on that path but anyway they're interesting people uh the final thing that i had written down here mate before i probably think no i didn't get into anything else after that is in quotes here's what worked for me and this goes back to i like that this is about the other day eh? yeah how you go from the six figure to the seven figure mindset yeah yeah, yeah i like this one i've been thinking about this one a lot yeah and i think because what I was starting to think about at the back end of 2023 is we're probably, you know, keep the change, is probably 250-odd pods. I think it's more than that now. A lot of it becomes the same stuff, and people enter it at a different time. But I still want people that might be on below, or a minimum wage to be able to come through and be like, fuck, what do I, what can I get out of this and how can I learn? But if I'm just like, Fucking, you know, quick job. Um, go and make, you know, think fucking make 500 grand a year. By the time you pay tax on that, it's going to suck anyway. You fucking <laughs> save up and do that. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you on about? And it's like, okay, I need to remember to say, here's what worked for me, depending on what stage I get to, so that it's not just, you know, you know it's that saying, um, show, don't tell. So when you just tell someone what they have to do, often I think you're like, oh, well, actually, like, fuck that. Because they don't know all of the little stuff that's, that's mm, you know, mm. taken. If you just simply be like, oh, yeah, just um, quit your job, start a business, and you'll go from making 50 grand a year to making 500 grand if you do it right. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you've got to show them all of that shit in the middle. And I think it's just something I want to be more mindful of as my life um, changes and as this journey of Keep the Change keeps going is to be like, okay, here's what worked for me. You know, you don't need to do this. You don't have to do it. If you don't want to, mm. like, fuck it. And it's the same for, you know, people that talk about diets and shit. There's, I've seen a guy at the moment doing a carnivore diet for January and he's like trying to encourage people to do it. And he's got all this data around how it decreases diabetes and all these things. And I sort of think like, wow, that's, you know, that's that sounds like a pretty smart thing to be doing if mm. that's if that's the case, if you were to have diabetes. But I know a heap of people that have got diabetes will look at that and be like, I'm not fucking eating meat for a whole month, mate, because that's not sustainable. And... You have to be careful of how you word things in this day and age because I think if you just tell someone like this is what you need to do, like eat meat for the rest of your life, they'll be like, that's way too simple, too hard, nah, I'm not doing it. Easy for you to say, like all of that sort of shit. And so I just want to try and remember to to tell and, and use the words like, here's what worked for me. Yeah, man, I really like that one, eh? Because it's a bit like the Grant thing you were saying before, like you've actually achieved something now. Mm. Like it's not it's not like the 
the trial and error part of your journey. You've actually got experience that you can lean on and, and talk about with to others so they don't have to go through the trial and error as much. Yeah. You know, like I, I saw someone talking about it, someone on YouTube, um, about how like it's funny because like when you're growing up and growing up, you always want to do better. So the next generation, the world's left in a better place. But then you always hear the other story of like, oh, you don't know how hard we had it. Yeah. And shit. And like, isn't that the point? Mm. Like the reason that I listened to you in my night in my twenties and shit was so I didn't have to do the dumb shit that you did. Like trying to learn off the stuff. So now, like we can come on here and share a little bit of that stuff, eh? Yeah. Like I, in my eyes, I'm at I'm in fucking you know, chapter three of a hundred chapters, but like, there's still those two, two, three chapters there that I can be like, mm, I tried that, it didn't work. Do it, try have a go at this because it worked really good for me. Yep. You know, I, I, fuck man, for mortgage brokers, I tried everything, so I know that I can fast track them because if they're hungry like I was, they would try everything too. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't need to. You can. I can be like, nah. You might get you might get one deal out of that, but there's ten over there, mm. you know. And I can teach people that. Like I'm real confident. And why not? Yeah, there's a big difference between me saying you shouldn't get mail. You know, if you get mail, that's a sign that you don't value your time. You're a fucking idiot. You're wasting your time. You know, make sure that you don't get anything sent to your letterbox. Versus, I discovered that every time I opened my mailbox, it would frustrate me. It would chew up a lot of time. Here's what worked for me. I logged into all my internet banking, turned off all the statements, logged into my power, logged into everything. Then I went through my statement and looked at, okay, what's going to send me a yeah. bill? Logged and said, no, I don't want that. Make it to email. Fucking moved it to junk. Yeah. Um, turn it to... Thir- oh, shit. We're breaking down in here. Turned it to direct debit. And it's like, for me, like here's what worked for me rather than... You have to do all of that shit. I think people are quite anti that these days. They don't want to be told like what they have to do. Yeah, 100%. And it's backed up with real evidence that you've experienced, so you can't go wrong. There we go, mate. That is uh, my predictions slash things to be mindful of for 2023. Time for the pub, eh? Time. Yeah, good point. It's 11.49. <laughs>